to Life in a Foreign Language with your host and Canadian Spring Day. On this podcast, a guest and I talk about the joys and obstacles of speaking a second language and often an adult language, so this may not be appropriate for young ears. I decided to do this podcast because I've been a comedian for many years and I've also been an English as second language teacher for many years in Japan and in the U.S., It occurred to me that so much of what happens in the comedy world involves wrangling a career out of a mental illness. Unfortunately, I do not have a mental illness that requires me to be the center of attention all the time. However, I have always been fascinated by language, and in particular, the superpower of being able to speak one or gasp more foreign languages. I have also noticed it is almost always more fun and much easier to bitch about speaking a second language than it is to actually speak it. And I do not mind demanding your attention to talk about that. Hopefully you can relate, or if you're thinking about starting to study a foreign language, we can give you a glimpse into what what that's like. I'd like to start the show with a random Japanese idiom from Barron's Japanese Idioms, Written by Nobuo Akiyama and Carol Akiyama. And the idiom is, da 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 da, abara o uru, or to goof off or loaf around. Its literal meaning is to sell oil. And the example sentence they give is, ano hito wa shigoto o suru yori, abara o uru no ga tokui desu. He is better at goofing off than he is at working. Or he is better at selling oil than working. And only in Japan would selling oil be considered goofing off. Because you're still working for the man, even when you're relaxing. Well, there you go. And to tell you more about our guest today, who is, da-da-da-da, Neve Marin a comedian and writer. She's going to talk about her experience of having to study Irish, uh, studying French when she really wanted to study Chinese. Now, Neve is a force in nature, and if you want to see what she's up to, and you should, check out her website, nevemarin.com. That's N-I-A-M-H, Marin, M-A-R-R-O-N.com. I really hope you enjoy the show, and if you do, uh, please, 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 every time you go outside, wear a mask so you and other people can survive until the next episode. Uh, take care. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for uh, joining us at Life in a Second Language. Joining us today is the very, very funny and my close personal friend, uh, comedian, writer, and just extraordinary person. Please welcome to the show... Neve Marin. Thank you very much. What a what a welcome. I feel amazing about myself. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> All I wanted. Well, I'm so glad you enjoyed that. Thank you for coming to the show. And um, and I, this is a show about language because I I love language. I I love learning other languages, and I love talking to other people about their experience. Uh, learning other languages because it's easier than actually learning another language. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Okay. So let's let's start uh, with uh, what is your native language and what other languages do you speak? Um, okay. So because I'm living in Ireland, uh, our native language is Irish, which would be Gaelic. 
Um, uh, and then I also, so I, we studied that for um, for 14 years in primary school and secondary school. And then, so you had to do it for all those years in both schools. And then I also studied French for six years in secondary school. Okay, so when you study, how do you say Irish again? Gaelica. Gaelica, okay. And G-A-E-I-L-G-E. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You know, if you get on a train or a bus or anything, they all goes, and he just, that's the way, that's not how not everybody speaks it, you know. Because <laughs> nobody speaks it. <laughs> well, when, when you say you study it for 14 years, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. That seems like an incredibly yeah. long time. Like <laughs> to not know anything after it, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you must get something from it, right? If I heard someone speaking it, you might pick up on the odd word here and there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, I was on top of my class uh, in Irish. But uh, some there were, in my small town, there was a, a very tiny school. It was a stone house, basically. And that was an Irish school. So mm-hmm. they learned all other subjects and everything in Irish. And they were very, people were like, oh, they're, the, they're obviously going to be amazing at it. And, and also, I know a guy who never spoke one word of English to his father. He lives in the west of Ireland. Never spoke one word of English. And because, uh, like, obviously the Gael talked and everything is in Ireland, which is where uh, teenagers go for a week or two in the summertime to shift, shift and kiss everybody while you're a teenager. And then you're learning Irish and you have to learn, you have to speak Irish the whole time. So he's from that area. And, um, and I was like, oh, so everyone says to him, you must have obviously got an A1 in your Irish paper. He says, no, I've, I hate when people say that. Like, did everybody who speaks English get an A in their English? No. And I was like, oh, yeah. Never thought of that. That's yeah. fair. So when you say you studied it for 14 years, does that mean you learned how to write it or just how to speak it? Did you have yeah, to write well, papers? Well, like in the primary school, we had eight years in primary school and mm-hmm. then six years in secondary school. So from, from baby infants, you know, you're learning the words with pictures and whatever, how to spell everything. Every time you're learning it, you're seeing the word, you're spelling it and uh, you're saying it and everything, you know. So then you'd get up to sentence phrases as it goes through the school. But, you know, there was no there was no not learning it. Okay. You know, it was just, you, you could not be in an Irish or in Ireland and in a school go, no, I don't want to learn that. They just shoot you right in the head there and then. It doesn't matter what age you are. <laughs> um, but also, like, it was just forced upon you. You know, when you force anything on a child, they're not going to want it. Uh, if you would not want people, like, let people want it, it might have been different. But um, even the Irish dancing you know, mm-hmm. like Irish dancing was on a Tuesday and the teacher had blonde curly hair as well. And she was a wagon and she just, you, you'd be finished on Wednesday, you'd have bruises on your arm. She'd pull you around, shove you in. And it was just like, it was like you're um, going to war, but nobody wants to be a soldier. But you're like dancing. It's just so crazy. Like you, you, people go, oh, do you know how to do Irish dancing? And I'm like, well, you're Irish. You just, you just have to. Yeah. Nice. So there's no choice in the language either. And then in secondary school, you know, you obviously had to do Irish as well. But your only other choice of language was French or German, mm-hmm. you know. So I was thinking, well, German, I looked at the German on paper. It just looked like a countdown conundrum with ink splashed around it in some words, you know. I was like, no way would I do that. And I've no, it's so annoying. I really wanted to learn Chinese from a very oh, really? early age. Very, and I know it's very difficult, but I think if you're interested in something, you learn it a lot quicker. And I, sure. just hate, I hated that we didn't have much of a choice, just French and German. And I, 
uh, to be honest, I think Spanish would be more useful uh, oh. anywhere in America. And I was in London, everyone I worked with and um, lived with were Spanish. There's so much Spanish people. So I think it would have been just more handier and helpful to learn Spanish. If that was even an option in school, I think, you know. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I understand that that very well. Um, I studied Japanese, and if I tell people where I come from around Kansas City in Midwest America, it's like the most superfluous language you could possibly study. It just doesn't make any sense at all. Like, what are you going to the moon? Like, why would you study such a useless language? However, if you go to California or Hawaii, almost everyone else speaks it. Or even in Australia, several several people speak uh, Japanese as a second language. So uh, that's all depends on where you go. But I do want to ask, did you get anything out of studying Irish? Um. <laughs> I, well, well, it is, you know, the patriarchal side of it, you know, at least we all did it and we all know about it. And like, it's awful that one English man came over. I think he was middle-aged and white. <laughs> he came over and was like, stop that. Put that language down. Do not. And he, he made everyone in Ireland that day stop talking it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, most people, you know, in certain corners of Ireland, the dark corners, like no one will stop me speaking it. And they do in certain areas speak Irish, but I wouldn't know anybody who does it all the time, you know. But um, <laughs> so it's still alive anyway. But um, what was the question? Well, did you get anything out of it? I mean, because oh. I'm thinking I, I've only been to Ireland once. I wish I, I mean... All of the the road signs are are bilingual, as far as I remember, but uh, it would be kind of nice to be able to spell things out. (laughs) Because I still call you Niam. I know, and everyone, it's mad, yeah, my my name just makes no sense, everybody tells me and everything, but yeah, it's just, sure, I suppose if you don't know any language, it doesn't look... It won't make sense if you just look at it either, you know, but it still doesn't make sense when you know it's in Irish either. But uh, what I got out of it was, I think, nothing really in in primary school, but in secondary school, we all had to learn an essay, right? And it was obviously in Irish. And Mm -hmm. uh, the teacher was making us all go up to the top of the class and say it, recite it, you know, and if you didn't know it, then you'd be embarrassed and all that, you know. So I Mm -hmm. did learn it. Obviously, I'd learned most things when you had to do it off. And I went up there, I was thinking, everybody's saying it like they're at a funeral. So I just went up and it was nearly like the first bit of stand-up I did. So I went up and I don't know what the bloody essay was about. It was like two or three pages of a copy book. And I, I did it, but I did it with the impressions. <laughs> I did impressions of the, the school principal or, you know, the yeah the principal, the whole thing. I did impressions of him. I did impressions of the teacher there as well and other teachers. And they were all in stitches. And my Irish teacher, she was into music and acting as well. So she bloody loved it. And she came back in the next day and said, OK, well, there was a prize for everyone yesterday. And Neve won it. And then that was it. I was the only one who got a prize. And oh, then, wow. I know, she just loved it. And then there was the girls going, Miss, I wasn't in yesterday. I didn't see it. And she made me do it again. And then another two or three times, I was like, I feel like I'm being exploited here. <laughs> but I loved it. You know, it was because it was in Irish and it's so boring. If you just put a bit of light, it was kind of like doing stand up with impressions, but saying the, you know, speaking Irish. And I love that. I love the feeling of like our own language that we we all know one is part of us and then making people laugh with it. 
Right, because mo- most second language texts are quite dry, and so I imagine... School, yeah, everything's quite boring in school. But uh, And as well, uh, you know, in, in secondary school, when I was doing the French oral... Yeah. I speak to the person, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I was okay enough at talking about it. I, I got grinds in French as well. Um, I don't know, I just, I wanted to be good at it, but, like, my passion and my love for the languages didn't reflect in my results <laughs> ever, but... <laughs> But this time, you know, for the junior cert or the leaving cert, I went in to speak to the man and and uh, he he was asking, you know, the usual questions. I was saying, I have this amount of brothers. He was like, what's your favorite color? Me, I've got three brothers, <laughs> two sisters, whatever. But um, so then when he asked me about music, I was like, uh, he says, who do you like? And I said, oh, Tina Turner. He went, oh, really? And he asked me about her and I was like, and I tried to say, uh, I, I do her in karaoke. I can't even... I, remember how I said it because I don't know how to say it but he was so excited and uh, and he put his hand out as in like to show me and I was like well this is my fucking time to shine <laughs> <laughs> I spent five minutes dancing and I got up and I was doing Tina Turner impression and uh, I was like oh 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 how I didn't speak in light in English language I can't remember but he was in stitches and he was wiping his eyes because <laughs> he was so bored and I think I did well in that more than I probably should have if I was just to speak it, but um, I was very animated and. <laughs> so, which is harder, speaking French or dancing like Tina Turner? Eh, uh, oh, definitely speaking French. <laughs> <laughs> like, after our oral, you know the the one that you listen to and you write the answers to. Um, sure. My French teacher, I really loved him. He was my English and French teacher, Mr. Brady. He was my favorite teacher in the world. And uh, he came back and he says, well, how did you find the IRL? Did, did you find it tough? And I went, uh, yeah, it was in French. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was just, no matter how much you like something, it's not easy when you have so much other subjects to do and everything, you know? Sure, yeah, sure. I, I did really like the languages, but I just, I don't think I was amazing at them at all. But um, I did really like them. Did you get a chance to travel and use no, them really. at all? I never, never used French ever again um, and Irish. Uh, I, most Irish people only ever use Irish, you know, if you don't usually speak it, you only ever use Irish when you go on holidays. And when me and the, <laughs> when me and the girls were sitting on the beach like uh, a luminous white lollipops uh, in Croatia, um, mm-hmm. there was a couple of lads coming up and I was trying to get the girls' attention just to stare at the lads, you know. And I was like... Uh, a colony, a colony, fake inch on book league, a hauling. And that means girls look at the, the lovely boys. That's <laughs> I thought they were like good looking, nice bodies and everything. And then the girls were looking up, and then the lads, because yeah. they were coming and someone was behind them when they came close to us, went, How are you getting on, ladies? How's things? And we were like, Oh, for fuck's sake, they're Irish. Oh, disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> When your Irish isn't very good, uh, other Irish people will definitely know what you're saying with the very simple little words that a child could know, you know? Right. When I visited Dublin, I met my friend's granny. And I'd met her like my second day there. And she was so disappointed that I didn't know any Irish. (laughs) She's like, why would you come all the way here and not do your homework first? Oh my gosh, she would never do that in anyone else's country what a bollocks I hate her 
<laughs> I think I just had to study some to enter her kitchen correctly. I think yeah. that that's that's what happened. If I'd met her outside or in a cafe, she probably would have been like, fair enough, because I would have paid for the tea. But because I was in her house, she was like, come yeah. on, dance for me, bear. Yeah. Dance. You know? She probably, probably could be trying to deny you as well. But yeah, the old people are so funny the way they're like, yeah, you you need to do what I've never done. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite word? Do you have a favorite word in French, Irish, or English? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> in Irish, I love the word "ukdroche." Ukdroche. Ukdroche. Yeah, ukdroche. It's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That does sound like all 32 flavors. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And Ufosok. Uh, Ufosok is like awful or horrible. Ufosok. I, I think that every time I was learning a language, I'd have to be a bit of a wanker when I say words to remember. You know, something that would make me laugh or I'd always do an action with it or a, an accent or something. I have to make things interesting for myself. Because oh, yeah. At, Looking at a page with just text on it, I can't really do that. It's just so boring. It's all black. It's all white. I need some coloring. My my mind needs to be visually stimulated. No, that's that's a fantastic way to do it. I uh, with Japanese when when things were just too hard to pronounce or my mouth just wasn't used to uh, putting things together in a certain way, I just sang it. <laughs> really, and 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 somehow because there was there was this because. Our class, it was always we had to memorize these skits, that, these conversations no one would ever actually have. <laughs> like what? And w- sentences like, what is this? Do you mean this? Yes, I do. What is that? Well, this is a furoshki. What's a furoshki? Oh, a furoshki is very useful. Furoshki, a yogurt or something. A froshki is a, a Japanese uh, piece of cloth. It's like a scarf that's very sturdy okay. that you can use uh, that you can use to wrap as gifts. Okay. You, like it's very it's it's um the gift wrap that keeps giving and has uh-huh. multiple uses. Right. And uh, one one sentence in one particular uh, skit I had to learn was uh, how to say. Oh, that wasn't very fun, was it? Or that wasn't very interesting, was it? Which is, Amari Omoshiroku Nagata desne. And I couldn't say it. And so I just started saying, Amari Omoshiroku Nagata desne. Yeah! I love that language. It's very, it's very, I, I feel like it's very calming sounding language. Absolutely. I love, um, I was going to say I love everything about China and Japan, but uh, it's, it's, I have a half rough time at the minute. But I really love, I love the um, uh, the col- the clothes and the colours of what the girls wear. I always loved that. I had a Chinese red satin dress with a pattern on it. I absolutely loved it. So I really love that about it. And I love then when I've seen pictures of it and the forest and everything. So I fell in love with the whole culture of it. And then when I met Chinese people and worked with them, I really love them. They're just so kind and gentle and really like calming presence or something. Absolutely. I really like them. I, and I'd love to know Japanese and Chinese. I don't know. You're lucky that you know that. Well, I, 
I'm, I'm lucky that I got to start early. Um, uh, I, I had had Chinese, Taiwanese, and Korean flatmates in, in university. Oh. And the, the interesting thing that I learned is that they all have a similar sounding word for phone. Yeah, what is that? Uh, it was just denhua. So in, in Japanese, it's denhua. In Chinese, it's denhua. And in Korean, it's denhua. And so, like, so the first yeah, one just doesn't try enough. <laughs> and the reason I knew this is because whenever the phone would ring, someone would scream, the phone is ringing in their respective language. And that was the only thing that was similar. All right. That is so yeah. What age when you started learning any of those, like China, Japanese? Well, uh, I started learning Japanese uh, when I was um, 13, 13, 14. Oh, because, that's amazing. Yeah, because my school, I went to a really tiny podunk school. Like there were fewer than 100 kids in my class um, that year. And um, what? It was like, 100 yeah, kids yeah. in your class? Well, like for the year, right? Like if, when we graduated, it was less than 100 people, I think. My okay, class. So there was not. You weren't in a class learning this with a hundred people. In the no, same no, 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 no. I'm I'm saying that of my grade, okay, there yeah, were only a yeah. hundred in the school, yeah. and um, so my school had found my Japanese teacher. She was a manager at a clothing store, and the superintendent of the school got got into a conversation with her. Found out she used to teach English in Japan, got married to a military man and moved to middle of nowhere USA and was kind of bored with her job. And at the time, you know, America was under this idea that Japan was going to take over the world, right? And he's like, well, why don't you come to our school and teach its pupils their future language (laughs) of the future overlords, (laughs) right? And she's like, yeah. And she was like the coolest teacher ever. Like, I think back to kind of the things that she would tell us to do. Like, she would tell us to shut the fuck up in Japanese all the time. Oh, I love that. Right? And uh, she was a big believer in turning America into Las Vegas to solve all of its money problems. <laughs> and because she loved Vegas, she said, all you have to do is only play blackjack and everyone's a winner. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. So she taught us Japanese and how to play blackjack. It was great. So, uh, yeah. So that's how I got started. And then I just, that, that is very young to be studying. That's, I, I just think there should be more options. Um, for people in schools because it's not fair if you know you're never going to live in France or you have no interest in French and Germany is harder than French so uh, Germany I, I don't know it's just it would have been nice to have a, a more options in school I definitely would have went for Chinese well I think that's a nice thing about um the internet now is that now you have teachers at your fingertips you can yeah. do online courses you know yeah. and now with the pandemic you can get in on that you know yeah you have time to do it so yeah that it's is very true. common now 
Yeah. yeah, I am. Um, when I worked with the Chinese people, like uh, Will, he was just so so funny, and I didn't I didn't really know anything about uh, any of the country. I was probably one of the most ignorant people. I was so ignorant to my own ignorance. It was pretty amazing, <laughs> pretty amazing. Um, but Will uh, worked for a place. Maybe I shouldn't say the name of it, but it, be, it began with um, a V, and I didn't know that they couldn't pronounce V's. You know, mm, yeah, I really didn't yeah. know that. And and he was uh, saying, uh, and it was he was trying to sell vouchers, and he was saying, "I went your voucher," and I was like, "What are you doing? Funny, I better, you know, went your voucher." I was like, "You are a funny fucker. Will you stop?" Um, and I loved him, and I was um. Uh, we got stayed in touch with him and I really wanted to go to China but I just didn't have the money and he was so nice as I'd help you my family be so nice to you and I really wish that that was somewhere I could have went to my life in China but um, I, I learned three phrases in Chinese okay I may not obviously I probably most likely won't be saying them correctly but right. um, I have Ni hao wa ai ni shi jin so that there I had to explain to a Chinese person what that actually meant uh, she didn't recognise it <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you don't know that. Okay, I'll tell you what it means. Uh, <laughs> I said, um, uh, so uh, ni hao uh, means hello. And mm-hmm. then what I need is I love you. And then she showed you is toilets. So hello, <laughs> I love you. Toilets? I was thinking surely I could stay a year in China with just those and should they love me, you know? I once met someone who... They came to America not knowing a stitch of English. And the only thing they knew how to say, which was written on a piece of paper, was, will you marry me? Where are the toilets? Like, that's... <laughs> that's that brilliant. was his game plan. Get married and then have a piss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny, isn't it? And you know how, how you, like... I don't know how you, everybody learns things, but um, you know, like the I love you, uh, what I need. I, I was trying to think, okay, it sounds like an English man saying, what I need, you know, what I need, yeah, what I need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and then I learned about them, the word she showed in toilets when Des Bishop was doing a rap in Australia. He was doing it in the, the Australian song, you know, I'd come from a land down and then and he explained at first that she showed in is toilets in Chinese. And I was like, I just love the, I love the sound of that she showed in, you know. Oh yeah, it's a fantastic word. It's I a fantastic. It. Yeah, I yeah. Just, I, I just and useful for our listeners to know because yeah. it turns out China will be our future overlord. <laughs> So fantastic! <laughs> and if you wanted to mix um, a bit of Irish in the same sentence with Chinese, you know, if you're asking where the toilets are, cut us the tar that she showed in, hey? Because <laughs> <laughs> one phrase that uh, you everybody should probably, you know, what we always knew when we were so young was, uh, "Can I go to the toilet?" And it was, um, "I will cadogum dogaji on letters." Now, did you have to say it in Irish in order to be able yeah. to go to the toilet? Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to say a few things all the time in Irish, you know. Did anybody piss their pants because they just couldn't remember it? Well, no, I pissed my pants because... Because <laughs> <laughs> the teacher says, nobody leave their seat. And then she was going to the... T- I don't know where she was going, but she left the room and I was about to go to Thailand. She wasn't around. And I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, oh, shit. And this little hard... It was lino on the ground. And the, the, my pee was running out off the seat. And it was splashing, oh. splattering onto the ground. And girls were looking on the table. Go, oh my gosh, she's missing, she's missing. I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I was like, it won't stop it. 
that's how obedient I was as a child, you know. And then she came back and pissed and I was mortified. But I can't remember what else happened. But well, you, you shouldn't be mortified because I did the same thing. <laughs> I did the same thing. In the third year primary school, the teacher gave us a spelling test. And she was really mad. And she's like, don't get up from your chairs until you, yeah, we were, I guess we were ornery earlier that day or something. And she's like, don't talk to me until all of you were done. And then I really had to pee. And I'm was done waiting. pissing this. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, there was a huge puddle underneath the chair. And, uh, and then I had to go to the nurse's office and put on pants that yeah, nobody had over. worn since the 60s. <laughs> I, know, like, I know. I think mine were like um, sent back from, from uh, third world countries. <laughs> <laughs> this and smells like shit and there's a hole in me. I have that. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I remember the teacher saying, saying, why did you do that? You know, it's like, well, you just were mad at everybody and you said no to yeah, yeah. You made me create my own yellow swimming pool, okay? Oh, horrendous. What yeah. What did your teacher say or do? Um, I don't really remember, and I just remember being embarrassed. All the girls looking and laughing. I was like, sure, I had no choice, girls. I had no fucking choice. The rules are the rules. <laughs> I was only like, um, I think it was about six, uh, five or six, maybe, or seven. Uh, or 17 no <laughs> it's five or six and the teacher came back and they're like okay she just put me into the bathroom and then I had the, the, the someone went to get the, the other clothes you know which right like, you know but um yeah I wasn't bullied for that I can't believe that's great well I mean you you followed the rules yeah I remember you- my friend my friend in, in school, she slipped, was muddy and there was rainy and muddy on the grass and she fell on it and her arse was all um, uh, covered in mud and shit. And she was so embarrassed. Everyone was running in to go into school because the break was over. And she was like, no, and she was crying. Stay with me, stay with me. And she just looked like she had a big explosion of shit all around her whole body. And, but it was just the mud and I found that hilarious. Now, still, she didn't get bullied for that. It's mad what some people get money for. <laughs> that is crazy. Now, now, when you did you ever imagine yourself speaking French fluently? Um, never. Never. I had no, I had no interest in going to the country really, and I just didn't really think about. It. I just knew when we leave school, no one's ever going to speak Irish or French or German if they're doing it. And I and I was with people I know. I was pretty correct okay <laughs> but, and have you met have you met any non-irish people that studied irish and tried to talk to you um no no des bishop came from america you know but he was in ireland for a long long time a comedian and uh, he he learned it again uh, he he learned it for the first time really and he did a great job at it and i think he went back and sat the leaving search um, in Ireland, that's your secondary school exams, you know, the f- final mm-hmm. ones. So he's the only person. <laughs> he's American, and uh, he did a great job doing that. But uh, yeah, I don't really know anyone else who's not Irish who spoke it. Why, why would you bother, really, if people in their own country isn't even speaking? Like, I don't know. I, I, obviously, I don't know the correct statistics, but probably, you know, 5% of the country or 10 I don't know. But a very small amount of the country of Ireland would, would still speak Irish. I ask because I'm not surprised that uh, and, um, you, your only experience is an American wanting to relearn it. <laughs> uh, because, because, like, you know, Americans, a large number of Americans have this idea that they're Irish and they're not. 
and um, he does was though he he definitely is yeah. well yeah of course of yeah. course but i'm i'm talking about like yeah. the people that go abroad and then they they go to ireland because they think they're going home when i went to um dublin i i was living in japan at the time and i uh, was just excited about being able to meet strangers and and talk to them in english even though i'm i'm fluent in japanese you kind of have you know the same conversation with new people over and over again and yeah. so i just wanted to be in a different context and and i knew that i would probably be meeting americans who had been traveling abroad for the first time in their lives yeah. and that's a really vulnerable and interesting time to talk to an american yeah uh, because they're they're intimidated and they're also challenged by everything they know and they realize that oh wow my entire life has been kind of I've I've only thought about America as yeah. the whole world. And yeah. when I would meet someone and say, "Hey, I'm American, but I live in Japan." It would just take the the air out of their sails. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, "This woman is wrong. Her whole being is wrong." <laughs> right? Partially because they're so proud of themselves for traveling so far in their life and then, "Oh, by the way, I'm an astronaut." This is yeah. a bit selfish on my part. But I was just hoping to, you know, have a fun conversation. They're like, "Well, I didn't come all the way over here to talk to another American." Uh -oh. <laughs> Do you want me to change my accent then? Hi, Rude. Yeah. Uh, Do you feel like your accent has changed coming back and forth from the UK or England? Um, no, no, I don't think. I've, I don't think I've ever, my accent has ever changed. I don't think, unfortunately, I think it'll always be like a 12 year old boy. But um, <clears throat> I, 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 I hate the sound of it. Like I, I, I really feel sorry for anyone having to listen to it. But um, I, yeah, some people will say they like it, but I'm like, no, you can't like mine. If you see, if you hear other people's ones, you know, mine is just quite culty, but I talk very fast. And, and from where I'm from, a lot of people talk very fast, but I have slowed down a, an awful lot. You know, I, I, people, everyone thought I was on cocaine and I'd always be offered. <laughs> I was like, no, I just talk fast naturally. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but, and the thing is my second name, like uh, my first name is Neve. That is the most Irish name, probably uh, one of the most Irish names ever. And then my second name, Marin, is, is, is actually the French word for brown. Interesting. And, and you know, bourgeois, the makeup, um, I bought a bourgeois uh, marron, marron color because it's right. brown and it's my favorite color on it. And I'm like, I have my own, I have my name on um, a makeup brand and I'm not getting anything for it, you know? Well, maybe, maybe you can get some legal team together <laughs> and find out what you can yeah. glean from and, that. And do you know the way, um, when I was, when I was working with, in London, one Italian fella said to me that he says, your name, Neve, I have to say it to everybody so like 20 times. And he says, I don't know if you could get it, but he says, your name, Neve, sounds like the word we have for snow. Interesting. You know, he must have just huh. thought I was ice queen come around the corner, you know, because I was extremely white. Still am. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, like, it's so interesting because your, your name... Every time I look at it, it's N-I-A-M-H. Yeah. I always think that you are, what's that guy from the movie Taken? Liam yeah, Neil Neeson. Neeson. I just keep thinking it looks like you're somehow related to him <laughs> when I see the name. Well, that must be Irish for niece of. 
Liam. <laughs> right. I don't think so now. I, you know the way you can look at your old historical meanings of names and all that. And I did sure. look at the Irish meaning of the name Neve, and it means um, the bright light, the fast one. So I do speak, speak very fast and I walk fast and all that stuff. So the fast, bright light. And I just thought, I'm a shooting star. I really yeah. am. Yeah, you sound like an Irish superhero. Yeah, well, as well, isn't it funny in, in all the Irish uh, stories, Neve Kin or, you know, Oshin and Neve from Chirin and Oak. Did you ever hear about that old historical <laughs> stories? Oshin and Neve from Chirin and Oak. And Neve, uh, her name was Neve Kin or. Kin is uh, the Irish word for head, and or is golden. Neve with the golden head of hair. And that's fucking me. I'm a fucking legend. <laughs> you are a legend. Now, let, let me ask you this. This is kind of a weird question, but you, you said that, you know, you're always kind of fascinated with Chinese and if you'd had the chance, you, you would have studied it. Now, if you were in a relationship with someone whose native language was Chinese and they insisted on that being the home language, would you agree to it? What do you mean home language? Speak it in the house? Like... Yeah, like if you had like kids and stuff, and they're like, okay, this is going to be the dominant language at home. Um, well, I can't even imagine having kids. I've never been able to have that uh, thought in my head. It's just, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's just not me. It's just not me. I can't even imagine it. But um, if there was no kids there, uh, I think, I don't know, I'd want to know Chinese, so I'd be wanting to speak it to me and all that. But then, yeah, a give and take is always best in every kind of relationship. So, uh, it have to be even and even. And I know people who the, the both parents are have different languages and they speak both to the kids. I'm sure it makes it so much easier to the kids if you are speaking both to them. And then right. they can snap out of it. And, and I know people who you can go uh, speak English and the child then switches from whatever language they're speaking to, to English. So I think it's absolutely amazing. And to get kids speaking it as much as possible, I think is the best way to be. But, you know, in schools where they fucking force you to do it, it's... Weird, but speaking it and and then um, connecting fun with um, languages is the way I think you'd, you'd learn it an awful lot better. Like if Billy Connolly was uh, your teacher, you'd know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love his accent. It's just, you know, I just love him. And, and the first time I see him on TV, I was like, every single word he said went into my head, like, like so easy. So I was always saying, why can't he be a teacher in French or Irish or anything, history, anything, you know? Yeah, that is a genuine question. We should ask him. I wonder if he tweets. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, he's probably just relaxing at the minute. Um, well, so we've talked about your preferred method of learning, which is everything through, <laughs> through ah, Billy through Billy Connolly. Um, now, what for you was the worst, least effective method of, of studying Irish or French or a second language in your experience? Um, least effective. I, I don't really know. For me, I feel like there was a lot of fear involved. Just a lot of fear. I don't know, even know if that's just been in the classroom and going to be. And I have a really, a very bad attention span. And I will, I suffer from uh, this thing called daydreaming. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I couldn't pay attention from a very early age, five. I'd look at the window and I'd always imagine some big um, American man coming in going, I need a girl for a movie. That one, I'm going to pick that one. And I was going to, that's me done. And that's, I always kept dreaming about that. That's so weird. So weird. Uh, 
<laughs> but I don't know. I always felt fear, you know, being asked a question and not doing the fear, fear of looking stupid. I probably mm. still have that fear, even though people go, no, everyone thinks you're stupid. But I'm like, but it's the fear of someone uh, embarrassing you with it. So mm. I don't know, maybe if there was a teacher that was more, if, if, if it was more like, you know, like Robin Williams, you take them outside, you sit around, it's more conversational. Even if a teacher in a room had the desk where everyone just sat around just to take the extreme um, formality out of it. I think that, right. would, you know, just even just a nice person teaching you something. I just don't know, but uh, I just don't know that. One. Yeah, well, it's, it's an extremely humbling thing to put yourself through to study saying, you know, especially the first couple of years where you have to learn what children learn. Yeah, you know. that's true. And even though I knew a, a bit of French, I knew how to count to 10 uh, in French before I went into secondary school. So I thought, Jesus, I'm going to have a real head start on these guys. <laughs> 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 I the wrong thing there. I couldn't believe it. But then, you know what I didn't like is that I really was looking forward to it because I knew a few words and I was really excited about learning French. And, uh, and then we were saying, and I was like, oh, I know these uh, numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and when you say them and you, you say, you speak French in the correct way, then the girls in the class would look at you and think, dickhead, look at her trying to get it right. And I'm like, fuck's sake, you can't do anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but that's, that's a mixture of so. just being a kid and, and uh, yeah, internalized misogyny. If if the if you could take out the whole when somebody's wrong, if somebody was speaking French or whatever, and they were trying to do everything, let them do it and uh, make it be a bit more fun, and then not straight away stop them when they're wrong. Then right. you know, you after, but I'm obviously not a teacher. I don't know how to do things. It just always fun and a bit of like action into it. Maybe that's just because of my short attention span and the need for visual stimulus. Like if Robin Williams was your teacher, like who wouldn't learn from him, you know? Oh, I think I think you have a you have an excellent brain for learning a second language. You you sort of remind me of one of my old students that I had who I, I taught English as a second language to mostly businessmen for many years uh, in Japan. And one um, company president i taught him on a regular basis and i loved him because talking to him you realized why he was the president and not some cog <laughs> uh because i would ask him and he was very low level so this is a man in his 50s yeah. right putting himself you know in, in basic english you know where's yeah. the restaurant kind of stuff yeah and uh, so i asked him to give me directions from his office to the station and his first, his response was, do you really need to go there? <laughs> like, how bad do you need to go to the station? Can't you that send so, somebody else? Like, <laughs> Just so funny. <laughs> I love him. Uh, and I was thinking I would do if the teacher told me, uh, tell me how to get to that place. I'd say, okay, I would just go and I go, oh, for sure. And then I'd stand up and I'd point and then I'd point over to the left and then keep pointing. <laughs> for every word <laughs> it works it works whatever works yeah I just find I just find that's how you probably become really good at mime <laughs> <laughs> like this different but, um, yeah it's funny I have two more questions okay. for you um, what language do you think people speak in heaven um, 
<clears throat> in heaven, I would say, I would say it because there's so many languages in the world, I'd say it's more of an aura. You know, the way people, if you're taking pictures of people, go smile with your eyes. I'd say maybe it would be, you know, the people always say your eyes are a window to your soul. I'd say sometimes you can look at people and you know, when you know them really well, you mm-hmm. know what they're saying without them even moving the lips. And maybe it's just an energy feeling. And maybe if when you're dead, uh, your body's left here and your soul or your energy goes somewhere else. It is just energy. Oh, interesting. Maybe, yeah. Okay. And so we'll be smizing in heaven. Yeah. Smiling it's... and your aura and your energy and whatever. But then I what, like about people who, what about people who die and then are blind or don't have eyes at all? Then what do you do? So it's just the energy. I, I can, you know, you can feel a presence in people. So maybe I'd say it's something to do with energy or presence. Yeah. Mm. And then in hell, I'd say people talk through their hole. <laughs> you have to lip read them. <laughs> oh, God. Here comes Jimmy talking at his hole again. <laughs> I want to end on that image, really. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> Imagine Angelina Jolie's lips, but they're brown and they're going, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Well, if you ever needed motivation to be a better person, I think you've you've just supplied us with yeah. that. You don't want to be reading arsehole lips your whole life. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you. I had a great laugh now. Thank you very uh, much. Yeah, I might be uh, Benichiwa. I don't know what that means, actually. It meant I'm trying very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's someone banging at the door here um, it was lovely to talk to you thank you so much for having me and you're amazing more power to you as are you talk soon, talk soon. thank you so much bye bye